Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea, totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of 7th Generation. Find 7th Generation laundry detergent and fresh lavender and other scents at 7thGeneration.com. Hello, I'm Monica Reinagle, and you're listening to the Nutrition Diva Podcast. Welcome. A new NIH-funded study reports that long-term use of vitamin D supplements reduced the incidence of autoimmune diseases such as rheumatoid arthritis, psoriasis, and Hashimoto's thyroiditis in a large population of Americans 50 and older. The subjects in this particular study were taking 2,000 international units of vitamin D3 a day, and those who took them for two years or longer saw the greatest reduction in risk. Now, vitamin D is perhaps best known for its role in building strong bones, and there is a billion-dollar market for vitamin D supplements. However, recent research has cast some doubts on the value of vitamin D supplements in preventing bone loss or osteoporosis. So I'm sure this latest finding on vitamin D and autoimmune disease is very welcome news for those who sell vitamin D supplements. But it's also a textbook illustration of how scientific research and nutrition research in particular works to either prove or disprove a hypothesis. It's usually a multi-step process. And in today's information economy, each incremental step in that process gets the same degree of fanfare and publicity, but this is not always warranted. I think when you can recognize where you are in that process, it can really help put those endless headlines into context and keep all that information in perspective. So let's break it down using this latest finding as an example. Step one observe a correlation. As is so often the case, the case for vitamin D as a possible preventive for autoimmune disease started with an almost random observation. Somebody noticed that multiple sclerosis, which is an autoimmune disease, is much more common in areas of the globe that lie north of 40 degrees latitude. In fact, the further from the equator you live, the higher your risk. Step two is to propose an explanation. Now, there are a number of possible explanations for this phenomenon. It could be something about the diet in more northern countries or other aspects of their lifestyle. It could have to do with a pathogen that is more common in colder temperatures. Another hypothesis was that vitamin D might somehow be protective against multiple sclerosis. Now, as you may know, sunlight hitting our exposed skin is one of the primary ways that we get vitamin D. And when you live further from the equator, there's less sunlight in winter. Plus, colder temperatures mean you're a lot less likely to be outside with your skin exposed. And as a result, people who live further from the equator are much more likely to be deficient in vitamin D. And maybe that has something to do with why they're also more likely to have multiple sclerosis. Now, once you've formulated a hypothesis, in this case, vitamin D helps prevent multiple sclerosis, the next step is to look for other information that will either support or maybe disprove your theory. 
Collecting data is expensive and it's time consuming, and there's already a ton of data out there. So it makes a lot of sense to look at data that's already been collected to see if it fits your hypothesis. For example, we have huge publicly available data sets that include information on the food and nutrient intakes of large groups of people over long periods of time, as well as information about their health, including blood work and various diagnoses. So in this case, We'd want to see whether any of that data shows a relationship between vitamin D status and the incidence of autoimmune disease. And in fact, it does. Several studies have found an association between lower blood levels of vitamin D and increased risk of multiple sclerosis and other autoimmune conditions as well. So this is consistent with our hypothesis, right? And if it weren't, well, that would send us back to the drawing board to come up with a different hypothesis. But even though the data does support our theory, this is still only a correlation. We haven't yet proven our hypothesis that vitamin D prevents autoimmune disease. Now, step four, which can happen at the same time as step three, really, or in the other order, is to identify a plausible mechanism. Does your hypothesis make sense given what we know or what we can find out about the systems involved? And in this case, the answer is yes. Vitamin D plays several key roles in the function of the immune system in general, but specifically in the part of the immune system that's involved in autoimmunity. So it is completely plausible that a deficiency of this nutrient might increase the risk of developing autoimmune conditions. When you have a plausible mechanism for how one thing might cause another, as opposed to simply being correlated to it, that makes it a whole lot easier to design further studies to test your hypothesis. Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea, totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of 7th Generation. Find 7th Generation laundry detergent and fresh lavender and other scents at 7thGeneration.com. So step five is to actually test your hypothesis. So far, we've been looking at all this data in the rear view mirror. The next step is a prospective trial where we can look at whether an intervention, in this case, vitamin D supplementation, reduces the autoimmune disease in the future. So ideally, you'd have a control group that gets a placebo, and this sort of research generally starts out with animal studies and eventually progresses to human studies. So it really wasn't until this stage, when they got to prospective trials in humans, that the case for vitamin D supplementation for preventing bone loss started to fall apart. Of course, vitamin D had already become a billion-dollar enterprise on the strength of correlation and plausible mechanism. So it's a really good example of why we can't stop there. We need to test our hypotheses. And this latest research does bear out the hypothesis that vitamin D supplementation may reduce the incidence of autoimmune disease. Now, there are a few caveats and qualifications to that conclusion, and I'll get to those in a minute. But first, I want to add that even this is not the final step. Step six is to rinse and repeat. In order to be really confident in a cause and effect, 
You need more than just one study. You want to see that that one study is reproducible. If a similar study were repeated on different subjects, or even better, by different researchers, would you get similar results? And once you have half a dozen or so studies on the same question, you can even pool all the results to see if the findings hold up in a meta-analysis. Every step in this evidential chain can increase your confidence in your conclusions, as well as add additional nuances to the story. But in nutrition, an awful lot of headlines and hype, not to mention commerce, are generated by findings that are far earlier in this sequence. So my purpose in walking through these steps is to help you be more discerning about which results are merely interesting and which are actually grounds for action. So is this latest study grounds for action? Should you start taking vitamin D to reduce your risk of autoimmune disease? Well, in this study, those who took 2,000 international units of vitamin D3 were more than 20% less likely to be diagnosed with an autoimmune disease. However, autoimmune diseases were pretty rare, even in those who didn't take the vitamin D. They affected only about 1% of the population overall. And in fact, the only reason they were even able to detect an effect in this study is that it was so large, involving about 25,000 people. Keep in mind, however, that all of the people in this study were over 50, and most autoimmune conditions are diagnosed when people are in their 30s and their 40s. So an interesting question for a future study would be to test the effects of vitamin D on younger subjects. And autoimmune conditions also have a genetic component, and it would be interesting to see whether vitamin D would be more or maybe less protective in those who are at increased risk. On the other hand, Vitamin D is relatively inexpensive, and it's quite safe. Although the impact on bone loss and osteoporosis has been a little disappointing, we're obviously still learning what vitamin D does for us, and we know that a significant portion of the population is deficient in this nutrient, especially in the winter. And finally, this nutrient is somewhat unique in that food is not necessarily your primary source sunshine is. So my usual advice to get your nutrition from food instead of supplements may not apply here. I think there may be a good case to be made for taking a vitamin D supplement, particularly in wintertime. Now, of course, it's always a good idea to run these things past your own doctor who's familiar with your particular situation. But if she agrees that a vitamin D supplement would be a good idea for you, just be sure to choose one that provides the vitamin D3. That's the cholecalciferol form of the nutrient. You'll find a complete transcript of today's show, along with links to the research I was talking about today and other episodes related to vitamin D. It's all on our website at quickanddirtytips.com. And while you're there, you can also search the entire archives of more than 650 Nutrition Diva episodes for answers to your other nutrition questions. And if you've got a question I haven't yet answered, you can email it to me at nutrition at quickanddirtytips.com. The Nutrition Diva podcast is a quick and dirty tips podcast. It's audio engineered by Nathan Sems with script editing by Adam Cecil. Our assistant manager is Emily Miller, and our marketing and publicity assistant is Davina Tomlin. We've recently welcomed two new members to our team. Morgan Christensen is our new podcast and advertising operations specialist, and our new intern is Brendan Pika. 
I'd also like to invite you to check out my other podcast with Brock Armstrong. It's called The Change Academy, and we talk about the art and the science of behavior change. This is Monica Reinagle. Thanks so much for listening. I'll be back next week. In the meantime, remember to eat something good for me. Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea. Totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of 7th Generation. Find 7th Generation laundry detergent and fresh lavender and other scents at 7thGeneration.com.